Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Fluffy Files. Yeah, and today's kind of epic because after the Valentine's Day, which was what, two days ago, and we had couple goals and how John and I met, who knew? But Devin went on a trip with Dante. They are actually called Devante. And so Devin texts me and says, oh, I'm, I'm riding and I'm in Santa Barbara. And I was okay, like, I was horseback riding. I was like, whoa, Devin, a special trip to Santa Barbara? I knew something was up. So I said, did he propose to you? Like, I'm picturing them galloping through Santa Barbara. And Dante's like hair, Devin's hair is flying. And Dante's looking behind <laughs> going, Devin, will you marry me? But she was like, no, he hasn't. But, you know, I th- it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And then I didn't hear from you. And I said to John, oh no my God, did. like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to text her. I don't want to do anything because what if it's just a weekend in Santa Barbara and he's not going to propose to her. But... Yeah, that would have been like a really cruel joke if he didn't. (laughs) Oh my God. But Dante's not cruel like that. No, no. I was like texting my friend because my nails weren't done and I was like kind of freaking out. I was like, what am I supposed to do? And my friend's like, are you sure he's going to do it? And I was like, the ring is gone because I've had the ring for over a year. It's been in my jewelry box. Wait a minute. The ring, the ring is gone. Let's, let's, let's hear a little bit more about that. So either we were robbed and they only (laughs) took my ring (laughs) or... (laughs) Because I checked before we left if it was still in my jewelry box and it wasn't. So I like knew that that was going to happen. And I was like, if he doesn't, if he like chickens out and doesn't do it, then like, what are you doing? (laughs) Okay. So cut to, we know that he did pop the question in Santa Barbara. So what I want to know is how exactly, you know, did, you know, Dante's kind of like a, you know, he's a big guy. He's like into synths and stuff like that. And so how how did he get down and girly and set up? This the cakes that I saw on your stories. The cakes from my stories were actually those. So he did it on Saturday night. And then Sunday we drove back to LA and we went to his dad's house where like all my friends had like set up a little like surprise. Oh, that wasn't in Santa Barbara. So the Barbara. cakes, yeah, the cakes were at his his dad's oh. house. But they were really, really cute. So And they were cute. from different people. I think my mom got one and my friends got one. His dad got one. There were there was quite the I have so much cake in my freezer. It's crazy. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So back up. So I want to know when he asked you to marry him, because we all know I got a fax. I want to know how what did he do? Did he get down wait, did, on a was knee? Was the fax how he proposed to you? I mean, not a hundred percent no. Okay. The facts, I think he actually we are the least romantic couple, but the most romantic couple. I think he was just like yeah, we we just got to get married. I'm not exactly sure, but it wasn't like a big yeah. moment where, you know, I don't actually, do I remember exactly? Anyway, the facts was we're going to Vegas this weekend. But so you're in Santa Barbara. Does Dante like at dinner, does he take you aside, get down on one knee? Do, no. Do people he, still do that anymore? He Well, he did get down on one knee. He, he like, did? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. He like planned like a whole thing. There was like, there was a picnic there was a photographer that jumped out of a bush. What? <laughs> so we, I don't have the pictures yet. <laughs> there was like a whole situation. He wait like a minute, wait a minute, everything. back up. Hold on. He got down on one knee. That is so old school. That's epic. That's yeah. pretty major. Was he crying? I think we both were. I, honestly, I blacked out. <gasps> and I'm pretty sure this is so good. Oh my God. It's like we're on Love Island. I've never seen Love Island, <laughs> it felt but like it doesn't a this bit. feel like we were, Love like Island? on the beach? And then yeah. afterwards, we like went on the beach to like take pictures. And he was like, Can I get down on one knee again? I think I blacked out and forgot. <laughs> oh my God. So, what, what did he actually say? 
I don't even remember. Like, Devin, you're the love of my life. Will you spend the rest of your life with me and have eight kids and go homesteading? Something (laughs) like that? No. There will not be eight children. I wouldn't mind homesteading, though. I think I would be fun to have, like, a cow um, and, like, some chickens. But no, there will be no eight children. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, he – honestly, the entire weekend, he was so stressed out. Like, I kept – as I, I, like, knew that it was, like, kind of going to happen. And he – I kept looking over at him, and he would be like (gasps) – like he like couldn't breathe. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor Dante. Dante is sitting behind the camera. So I'm going to look at Dante and go, oh my God, you got on one knee. Dante, that's epic. Twice. Twi- Twice. Just and, in case. <laughs> and you had a photographer jumping out of bushes. and so We had he- our own personal paparazzi. Unbelievable. Well, Devin, congratulations. Now, girlies, don't we want to see the ring? And the ring has a really good backstory, I yeah. think. So I love it. It's so pretty. Well, it- the diamond is my great grandma's and it was in like a what I sounds like not a really um, attractive setting. It was in like a square setting. And so my grandma took it out and put it in this ring. So this ring was my grandmother's. I call it Grandma Esther's topaz. And it was the only thing that she left. And and I got it. My mother gave it to me. And it was in this like weird necklace kind of thing. Oh, it was a brooch. So I decided, ooh, let's make it a cocktail ring. And now, but, yeah. Yeah, it's like Grandma Esther's topaz. Love but that. We, you know, I actually also have a giant topaz that my grandma gave me. See? You should do the same thing. <laughs> I should. Doesn't that make a good cocktail yeah. ring? But let's look at the ring. I mean, Devin does have the most delicate little fingers anyone has ever seen. And I think it's beautiful. And this morning before we started... We kind of took off some of my rings and played around with what the wedding ring is going to look like. So Dante, yeah. I want if you want to know, just call me and I'll tell you exactly. I what think it should I want to like I want to like get some kind of like ring designer to like bring my vision to life kind of thing because I I kind of want something kind of like funky and cool, like more modern. Do it because my ring is so like vintage. It's beautiful. I almost reset it. I went to a few different jewelers and like had like renderings done and like tried to like design my own thing but I just thought I kept trying to design like a vintage style ring and then I was like I have a vintage vintage so why am I trying to design a vintage exactly exactly (laughs) yeah I think it's beautiful the stone is gorgeous it's a round stone which is really I love the baguettes sparkly yeah oh my god it's a little weird to be wearing something so like nice I don't really wear jewelry like that most of the time. Now I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to put my mm. my diamonds in and like, you know, wear my jewelry. But I I don't know. It's Can weird. I just say something? You will get used to it. <laughs> you will get used to it. Do you it. ever forget to put on your wedding ring? Well, I haven't actually worn mine in a long time. But I, you wear like your band? I wear, a, I wear, a, no, definitely not. I wear, I took it out now I wear it. I go back and forth, but. So do you I, not always wear a ring on that finger? Yes, I always wear a ring on that finger. Definitely. Yeah. But sometimes just a gold band. Yeah. Not, you know, because I'm just like, what if I forget to put it on? Oh, this one. I wear this one. Oh, yeah. I've seen you wear that. That one I wear. I'm yeah. like, what if I forget to put it on? I don't you, know. Well, you shouldn't. I mean, really, the trick is the truth is it, when you wear it, you should just leave it on the whole time because when you get, when you take it off and put it on, you're going to lose it. You're yeah. going to just forget it That's, somewhere. I'm, terrified that's why I got a ring sizer it's like just a little bit too big like it fits but I was like I want it to be like tight because I'm so paranoid yeah like I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go downtown and I'm gonna buy like cheap like random rings that I'll like wear like if when I like go to Coachella or if I go travel like well, I'm don't, not you don't have to this. take it to Coachella or anything but I just wear it every day girlies don't you do that don't you wear your wedding bands every day so you don't lose them I mean I think John takes his wedding band off to play guitar because he can't he can't play a uh, bass with it. 
I think we're now on his fourth or fifth. Oh, wow. Well, because, you know, backstage, I mean, he just yeah. lo- he gives yeah. them to his base tech or whatever, and he loses them. But, like, I mean, God forbid I lose a family heirloom. No, no, I'm no, terrified. No, no. That's, no, I no, want to no. get, like, some cheap, like, random ring that I can wear, kind of knock around. <laughs> You're just going to get used to it. Yeah. Just get used yeah. to it. Anyway. And isn't it weird? I've been thinking about this, like, as I have to walk around with this now, and it's, like, a, it's a whole, like, thing. It's, like, a signal to the world that I'm, like, taken and he's not wearing anything. He looks exactly the same. I mean, who the fuck is he anyway? Except he did get down on one knee twice. twice. So I just think that's such a weird like society standard. I'm like, I have to be, I have to like belong to someone, and he's just isn't that hanging funny? out. You know what? I don't think of it as belonging. I think of it as, ooh, I love well, this yeah, no, diamond. I, you I know? Mean, yeah. I think he's a little bit jealous that I get to wear a diamond. Exactly. And he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fir- I think the first time John lost his wedding ring, he. F- freaked out actually every time he does he gets upset but it's like you know yeah he's not an heirloom i don't think he has one now i think he lost the last one it's a problem it's just when you can't play yeah and that's what you do for a living different i feel like people look at it differently like it doesn't really matter if like the guy is wearing a wedding ring but like if i mean you always see it in like the news when like you know kyle richards isn't wearing her wedding ring or like you know people aren't it's like it, it makes news when like a woman takes off their ring but like for men, it doesn't really matter. I feel like it's a fashion statement. Sometimes yeah. I wear it because I feel like it, and sometimes I don't. I want something more low key. Yeah, I know? know. I've just been thinking about like society standards recently. Like, yeah, hmm, it's interesting. So, is that because you're thinking, hmm, maybe I don't want to be a conventional wife, live in the wife life with Dante? No, I honestly would be very, I think I'd be actually happy to be like more traditional. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I see you as that. Back yeah. on the homestead. Back Speaking on the homestead. Of which, Get me yeah. some chickens. <laughs> Baking bread. Mm-hmm. Making meatballs from scratch. Dante Marinelli. Um, He's like, yeah, though I don't cook that well, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> can't help you there, Devin. <laughs> no. We all know my skill set in yeah. the kitchen. I need to like live on a farm where I still have Postmates is the problem. Yeah. I don't think we have that at Raxel. There's no... I don't think there is. It's Deliveroo. But yeah, I don't you actually very Do much we? live the homesteading life at Roxel. So absolutely not. No. Well, you have not. you have a garden. You have we chickens. Do. You have yeah. all these animals. You yeah. live on this big property. You have yeah. a, like essentially a farm. We do. So it is. It is kind of. It's. It's like. It's like glamping. It's like glamorous homesteading. <laughs> it is. It is. I guess it is. Yeah, it is. I haven't thought of it like that. The goats, and we might get two really old horses to adopt which i'm really excited That's about so i hope that happens exciting. yeah i i mean we went horseback riding i hadn't i used to horseback ride as a kid and i loved it i hadn't been in so long and it was so nice to like be mm. back on a horse don't like, they smell and it was good. so beautiful yeah it was just nice i don't know you like forget like like humans are like supposed to ride horses you know it, like feels good <laughs> wait did you ride western or english western mm. i did english as a kid and i think i prefer that just because yeah. i know it more yeah um western's like a little it's a oh, big thing, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. a little scary. I don't like really know what's going yeah. on, but it was still really fun. You just basically hang on to that horn and just for dear go. life. Yeah. And, yeah, and just, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> Were you galloping? No. I did like a little, a little trot for a second, but it was mostly just hanging out. Oh, it was so beautiful. Apparently Pink lives up there. It was in the um Santa Inez. Yeah, mountain. Santa Inez yeah. Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. And it it is I the rain had just hit. So it was oh. like beautiful clear skies we saw a rocket launch one of um uh, elon musk's uh, starlink did you mm-hmm. one of the like satellites was he or in something. it i hopefully i don't, I, don't <laughs> I think it was just a satellite but it was interesting to see <laughs> did you see harry and megan no unfortunately mm. not yeah I, think, I did see pink's house though so that's cool yeah that's cool we'll take it 
We'll All take right. it. So I just have to say, I love you, Devin. You. I love you, Dante. And I'm really happy for both of you. And congratulations. And how crazy that like this whole, it's like the the, the love week. It's like. It is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I told him, I was like, I expect to be back at the Ritz-Carlton every Valentine's Day from now on as an anniversary. I think that's a and good that's idea. And that's I think that's not a fault. I think that's great. Yeah, it's, it's a amazing. good excuse. Good excuse. Great hotel. It's a great. And you know, the other thing that we wanted to talk about was all the comments that mm -hmm. we got on couple, couple goals. goals. So thank you. And one of the things that I thought was kind of amazing were all the soulmates, people that really found their soulmate. So many people that eloped just like you and yeah. have like 25 plus year marriages yeah. that had like the most low key weddings. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think that sometimes, although I went to a huge wedding, I was saying, in Italy that was just unbelievably gorgeous and really emotional. But I think sometimes when you spend a year planning a big wedding, and I know someone going through that right now, you, you kind of get lost in the point of it all. Yeah. When you just kind of go and do it, it's beautiful and whatever. But planning a wedding is like, you know, Not. building a little business or something. I mean, it's a whole... Not it's not excited about that part. So, oh, so is it going to be a big wedding? Is it going to be a small wedding? Is it going to be a Vegas wedding? I think small. Yeah. I'm thinking potentially like not in the US. Destination. I think a destination kind of because I think it's easier to like make your guest list smaller. Oh, a lot way. of people do that. I've been to a couple of weddings like that that, that didn't want to have to invite everyone in their huge family. So they yeah. went and they did. Like I think if we did it in LA or we did it somewhere like close by, like yeah. it would be so big. Whereas yeah. if we like go away somewhere, it's just yeah. like, oh, well, you know, like you're invited, but don't feel obligated. It's okay. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's it's a lot to ask people <laughs> yeah. to get on a plane, to book hotels, book cars, you know, like yeah. it's a lot. Weddings yeah. are just crazy. It's going to be a lot. I have some other friends too. One of my friends, she just, she got engaged in December. Yeah. Her wedding is already fully booked, planned, done. She's getting married in September. That's like the fastest. I've never heard of anyone doing I've that. I've never heard of anything She was like just that. like, boom, boom, boom. She knew what she wanted. I think so. And she, I, mean, I think she just was very practical about the whole thing. And she was very organized. <laughs> Last question on the wedding. Have you thought about what you're going to wear, your dress? Because, you know, that's kind of major. No. But I'm excited to go shopping. I think uh, that'll be fun. Oh my God. But if you had, if you could have any designer, any designer design your dress, who do you think it would I be? I think, I feel like it would matter like where it is, like what the setting. Yeah, true. Right? Yeah, definitely. Because like, it, if like, I don't know, I don't see myself in like some like big like cupcake gown, but like if like that type of dress isn't going to match like a, you know, a beach wedding or you know what I mean? Like I feel like the vibe yeah. of the wedding kind of matters. I loved Hailey Bieber's. I, yeah, her dress Veil, was gorgeous. Veil, just married. Uh, I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. I, that was that was incredible. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I that was like, Virgil Abloh mm -hmm. that did that. Yeah. Oh, God, I thought that was so cool. It, yeah. I think something simple. I don't know. Something like timeless, perhaps. One of my mom's friends was already texting me, and she's like, you can wear my dress. Come on. Try it on. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> she has, she never wore it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. I don't know. I have, mm. honestly have no idea. I'm not – I've never, like, imagined what – that I would pick. Like, I don't have something in mind that is, like, my dream. So I feel like I'll know when I try it on. Yeah. I don't know. I actually, I mean, my first wedding dress was vintage, and the second one was what was in my closet. So I guess I didn't do that either. But 
if I were to do it now, I might go crazy. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yeah. I feel like I would spend more money on the dress than I would on the wedding. Like, I don't care about anything else. Well, yeah, but then you only wear it once. I know. Isn't that kind of sad? Mm. I feel like, too, I think I would all, as people now, I've been, you know, like in like the Vogue weddings and stuff, people will wear like five dresses throughout the night. Like so many out, like Paris Hilton had like five outfit changes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I kind of just want to wear the one dress because you only wear it once. So why not enjoy it for as long as you can? Well, because a lot of people have really long trains and you can't dance in a dress like that. So then they've got to change for the dancing part of the night and wear something short yeah. and. Or get like a dress that you can like take the thing off. Maybe. Yeah, but that's kind of thing. Yeah, that, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Huh. I wouldn't go that route. Okay. I would change if you okay. want to do that. Don't worry, I'll consult with you. Yeah. <laughs> before Definitely. I make any decision. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. But yes, we loved all of the responses from couple goals. It was like so exciting to see everyone's stories. It was really cute. Even the thing we posted on Valentine's Day was so. Like everyone just like loved your love story. It was so cute. It's a great love story. I mean, I mean the real, the real beauty is that you find your soulmate. And that's what we heard from a lot of people, that life is complicated and it can get really intense. And to have someone to share that with that you really love and trust to go through all of that is, it's kind of everything. Yeah, I really think it's everything. And I think it's like, I think that's why part of the, and I feel like that about my kids. I, I think part of that trend right now of kids that get married, but they decide they don't want to have children, but they want to go through life with their soulmate. Yeah. It's really, I, maybe the maybe the pandemic kind of brought that out and people like spending that much time with, with someone and that life maybe has more to, to than just going to the office or building a career. I mean, I can't believe I said that, but you know, it, it does have yeah. more, more, there's more to life than that. When you find someone to really spend your life with and the comments that we got were just beautiful. It's, it's epic. Yeah. And now here you are, Javante. Hashtag couple goals. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I have a list of things. Just I've just been keeping this list in my phone of things that I've noticed. I'm not saying I agree or disagree with any of these things, but things that I've noticed that are like coming back in style. Uh, so that was a disclaimer, just in case anyone missed that. These things are coming back in style. It's not that Devin supports them necessarily. She just knows they're happening. These are just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes okay. of what's happening in the world. Okay. I love that about The you. first thing on my list is cigarettes. Cigarettes are making a comeback in a big way. Big way. Like no one is vaping anymore. I mean, people are vaping, but no, no, no. It used to be like, okay, like maybe what, like five something years ago, you wouldn't be caught dead with a cigarette. It was like so not cool. Whereas before it was like the coolest thing ever. Only like all the cool kids did it. And then I think it went out of style. And now it's making a comeback yeah. in a big way. Like all of yeah. the cool girls now are being photographed with cigarettes. Yeah, it's weird. England, I noticed it in England the first time. I went to a couple of big parties in England. I'm sitting there, like literally everybody was smoking. I looked at my friend, Paul, I'm like, are you seriously smoking? Is it everybody was smoking? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's trendy again. It used to be trendy and then it kind of went out and now it's coming back. Can I say something? There was almost nothing I loved more than smoking. I was just going to say, I know you love a cigarette. I, I still like love the smell of a cigarette. You know, if Zoe's like, I'm going to go out and have a cigarette, I'm like, I'll come with you. Yeah. I'll go with anyone that's smoking a cigarette. I love it when someone lights up. But smoking, quitting smoking was the hardest thing I have ever done. So I know that as tempting as it is for me, I cannot ever go back there. I can't go back to but smoking. I think that that's a wise choice. I just can't, but I love it. Oh my God. And so I loved it. I remember growing up and thinking, oh my God, like this is the most glamorous mm -hmm. thing in the world. What's more glamorous than like 
a martini and a cigarette. Almost nothing, honestly. And I kind of agree. I really do. I personally hate <laughs> cigarettes. I hate the smell of it. I've always hated the smell. Really? It just like I'm just sensitive to that kind of stuff. Even I remember in high school when it was cool to smoke, me and my friends, we bought like, um, have you seen like those rainbow cigarettes? With, like, of the course gold? I yeah. have. Yeah. So we thought that those were like so cute. And yeah. Cool. And so I bought it back thinking that I would be cool. And I... I legitimately tried to be addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. I tried to smoke. Well, and you I have to do it. You have to try because it's disgusting. The first time you smoke is, I think the first time I smoked was like, my parents had a cocktail party and I found an ashtray with one left and I was like, ooh. So I took it. It was disgusting. I mean, it makes you sick. But yeah. I learned. Yeah. I just forced myself. That and wanted to be glamorous. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. It was like, yeah. I just, not my thing, but I do recognize that it's cool. Oh, God. <laughs> and I wish I could be that cool. I used to tell time by cigarettes. I'm going to have two cigarettes, then I'm going to get up. I'm going to have two cigarettes, then I'm going to put my makeup on. Then I'm gonna, How you know, long did you smoke for? Oh, my God. I quit so many times. I quit. I went to a hypnotist. Oh, right. Right? So I went to this hypnotist that I heard. Steve Jones, Sex Pistol, started smoking at eight. He went to this guy and he quit smoking. And I thought, if he could quit smoking and he's been smoking since eight, it's going to work for me. And I knew I was going on a trip to London. And one of the things I loved about these business trips were like, I'd get on the plane. Nobody could see me, even if they thought I quit smoking. And the first thing I did when I get off the plane is just light up Japan, London, like Italy, smoking frenzy there. And I, so I thought, I'm going to try this hypnotist before I go because I know it's, I know I'm going to smoke. And I am a very judgmental person, as you know, Devin, not in a really bad way. I just can't help myself. So this guy had a massive toupee on. So that was the first thing that was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh God, don't look at that. Just he's, you know, I, I just thought, and then I looked over and I see his desk and it's like a mountain of bills and envelopes and paper. I thought, if he can't even get that desk in order, how oh. is this going to work? So, and then the other, the third thing was he had a, he had a Barca lounger, like one of those real, like weird, like, yeah, like, a, <laughs> oh my God, it was vinyl and it creaked. And I just was nervous. And I started talking and then he was like, okay, stop talking. And then he started talking in this crazy way about smoking. And then it was like, I'm going to hypnotize you now. And I thought, no, you're not. I'm just going to go along with it. I'm going to play. And the next thing I knew, he said, counted backwards. He said, you are no longer a smoker. And it's not like AA where, you know, I'm an alcoholic. You are no longer a smoker. And this is your mantra. Smoking is not an option for you. And it fucking worked. Wow. And every time I felt like I wanted to have a cigarette, if I would say smoking is not an option, it worked. Wow. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. I did start again one once, you know, John kind of don't want to throw him under the bus. He's like, oh, let's just have a cigarette. I was like, <laughs> but you know, I can't just have a cigarette. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. I think Annie did that. She she went she to a hypnotist yes. for smoking too. I, I've heard that it works. That's it worked really for me. And I couldn't have been more suspicious or doubtful. I mean, everything he was doing, I was like, what's that toupee? Why is that desk like that? Why am I in this chair? It was like, everything was like that. The toupee. I, I was so nervous when I left the first time I drove over one of those parking things and I had to be towed away. <laughs> and I got in the tow truck and I could smell the cigarettes in the tow truck of the driver. And I started crying. I was like, oh my God. 
you're going to die of lung cancer. I mean, it was profound. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like heavy. Well, anyway. I'm, I'm so happy that that worked for you. Yeah. That you're not a smoker anymore. But I know that smoking is a big trend. Well, and be careful because it's on the rise. <laughs> no, I can't go there. Cannot. You won't. You won't. No. You're strong. Smoking but I is love not it. an option for you. It's not, but I love the smell. So if you light up and you see me, I'll come hang out with you. <laughs> the next thing on my list of things that are coming back in is sports. Particularly for women. I think sports for men was always kind is of that, a thing. Is that Taylor Swift and the Chiefs? I, I think so. But I think actually, like my friends that aren't Swifties, all of a sudden know things about sports. And I'm so confused. I'm like, when did you learn that? Like one of my friends, she was like explaining the Super Bowl to me. And I'm like, how? Since when do you know anything about football? I just think it's becoming kind of like a girly trend now to be into sports. Well, it's weird. I do know a lot about football. I'm not sure why or when that happened. I do. I, I mean, the sports that I know are from Zoe was like, I, I found a box of her trophies under the pool and crazy Sporty soccer. Spice. Sporty Spice. And if you spend any time in England, you better like soccer because... I, mean, I actually like soccer. I think that is an easier sport to understand. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but it seems like it has less like rules to understand than football does. Sort of. Or like American it football. It does. It's changing now. The, I, I, look, it took me, I still don't 100% understand offsides. Offsides is like a tricky one to really wrap your mind around. But I Couldn't think now soccer with, you know, David Beckham in the documentary mm -hmm. is so genius. And the, the Miami team wears pink. I mean, and they've got Messi. It's like, yeah. I think that, I like know a surprising amount of like n names of sports people now, you know? I mean, obviously right. Travis Kelsey. And we're very proud of Taylor Swift for winning her first Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but I just it's just an interesting, an interesting trend in society that we're noticing. Okay, that's good. I don't think there's I think sports are I think sports and music are two things that bring the world together. Yeah. In the moment. I'm you know, talk about the riots afterwards when like the Steelers won the Super Bowl back in the day and they tear the town down or what happened at the parade, which is so tragic. When, when, when is this country going to ban automatic weapons or weapons of any kind? I do not understand yeah. that. I never will. But, but getting involved in sports is like something people do and they can cheer and they feel good about it. Music is like that. Yeah. Music is just like one of those it's things. It's nice to be a part of something. Yeah. So we're all for it. Well, I'm go sports. I think go sports too. Yeah, yeah. go sports. Yeah. <laughs> Here on Fluffy Files, go yes. sports. Go sports. Um, another trend I'm noticing is no tattoos. People are getting their tattoos removed. Tell that to Post Malone. <laughs> okay. So they're getting them removed. I, yeah, I think people are getting their tattoos removed or mm. choosing not to get tattoos. Not, again, no no hate if you have them or if you don't. Just do a trend have, I've been noticing. Do I don't. You have no tattoos. Mm -hmm. Does Dante have mm -hmm. tattoos? I've got two. Yours are little and cute. Yeah, they're they're tiny. But we we've been working. I've got my Mrs. Taylor tattoo, but we've been working on a matching tattoo for our twenty fifth anniversary. It will also be tiny. But do you decide where you're going to do it? That's the hard part, Devin. We have to discuss that. Yeah. If anybody has any ideas of where, feel free to just like let me know. But we kind of are honing in on what it's going to say. And cute. I think it's pretty cute. I That's like it. Cute. But I don't have a lot of tattoos. Yeah. I've got two and yeah. this will be three. I think there was just like a huge trend of like being covered in, in tattoos, tattoos, like Post Malone style. And yeah. I think we're maybe moving away from that now. But for girls or for, for guys? I think both. John has a lot of tattoos. But you know, truthfully, 
and this could be my age and old school. I kind of find them sexy. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, a huge fan of the face tattoo drama or the neck tattoos. I, you know, although I've seen a couple tiny cute ones, but yeah. it's not my thing necessarily. But, you know, yeah. I think like, oh God, what's her name? Um, Zoe Kravitz. Love your tattoos, Zoe. They are killer. Yeah, like, she I like cool tattoos. beautiful, beautiful little tattoos. The whole thing, like a sleeve, you know, different strokes, but yeah. The next thing on my list is having kids young or no kids at all. Yes. I've seen a lot of influencers having kids really young or not even really young. It's just like for our time, like at like 22, That's 23, young. 20. It's definitely young, yeah. but I mean, I think about like my grandma. She had like three kids by the time she was 22, you know, that that used to be normal. Right. And then it kind of went away and it got like, you know, my mom was like 35 and now I think we're like going back. I think maybe Kylie Jenner started this. I don't know. Kylie Jenner started this. Hmm. I think though, honestly, you know, if you have kids when you're really young, I guess there's pros and cons. Mm -hmm. One, your body is going to handle it much better because... I think you sh you're supposed to have yeah, kids like younger. Yeah, like biologically, I think you're like your your body is ready when you're like 18. Exactly. <laughs> like you're like the most fertile. <laughs> but are you the most mentally no. aware? No. Like, oh my God, no. <laughs> to deal with it. Absolutely not. Not. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like becoming a thing now where like doctors, I don't know if people are actually doing this, but people are saying to like freeze your eggs like when you graduate right. high school. Like Ooh. when you're really young, when you're like the most fertile high to like school. freeze them or like in, you know, college age because that's when you're the most fertile. And it, I mean, like scientifically, it makes sense. Wow. Okay. I have As like a like a, gra a graduation gift. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I could not. It's very expensive. And I heard it's painful too. Yeah, I don't. I, I think is it, it painful? Seem fun. I think something so. is IVF. One of them is yeah. really painful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of influencers are are documenting their IVF journey. And it's, really, mm -hmm. wow. It's like it's a thing on the internet, and that is another trend we're noticing. People, Interesting. People are freezing. Yeah. Or just not having kids at all. I think that's another thing that people are talking about is just choosing not to have kids at all. That one I've noticed. And I know that like in Italy, the the population is just almost the lowest. China too is like a lot of places people just do not want to have kids. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is. The world it, is a crazy place. It is a crazy place. And it's really a lot to raise kids. It was funny. I was telling Devin that. I was looking under, you know, in our big storage and I found a box of all the baby clothes. And you would think that my kids were kids in the 30s, 20s or 40s. Like they literally have no modern clothes. Well, Everything. You were buying them vintage. Oh my God. Because they were the coolest kids ever. Yeah. Like that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, even Travis's little, one of his little sweaters that I knit him. And I was like, don't you want this? He was like, nah, you can have it. I was like what? You but all the little it. baby shoes. They're all like the little, motorcycle the boots, moccasins. And, oh my! God. The Doc Martens, the yeah. Mary Janes. Crazy, so so cute, cute but all vintage, yeah. like all the little dresses and bandanas and things, and fringe jackets and motorcycle jackets and motorcycle boots and oh my god, so cute, so cute. But it's a lot. <gasps> yeah, it's really a lot. You have to really want it and you have to really be ready for it. Yeah, I don't I, think it's necessarily a bad thing for people to decide that they don't want to. Like, no, I hey, don't either. I think you. I have, feel like you have to want it. <laughs> you have to want it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You really should. Yeah, yeah. The last thing on my list, and we did kind of talk about this a little bit, is homesteading. Huge trend <laughs> on the internet right now. Living on a ranch, making bread from scratch, having chickens. Like people are really just getting in touch with their roots. Is that because they're so inundated, especially? 
you know, millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, they're so attached to the internet and TikTok and social media. And so they're, except they're all on TikTok. So I don't they're know what document, I'm talking They're, they're docu documenting the homesteading. I yeah. do think that is true though. I think the, just getting back to nature yeah. is a big, it's like a trend right now because I think we're craving it. We just are craving dirt. <laughs> I I never got that, but I have to say now in my life, I I love that. Well, I, it's like not the baking Raxel. of the bread, yes. Right. Well, but hey, I, who knows? You might spend some time at Raxel and all of a sudden you have your own sourdough. Possibly. That could happen. Hmm, doubtful, but maybe. But, you know, the thing is, I love being in nature more than almost anything. I am not a religious person. I don't believe in God, but I believe in the power of nature as a healing thing, you know, just being there and waking up to the animals and just watching even the ducks come and go on the pond and everything, but in the seasons change. It's really amazing. And I find, you know, I hope we get these, I hope we get these two old horses that we can just adopt and take care of. And I was thinking, oh my God, I just want to braid their hair, maybe do a little manic panic. Yeah. You know, the bow thing. I don't know if that's still happening, but it will be. If I get those horses. Absolutely. I mean, that will be fun. That's so fun. Can you, do you ride horses still? Or yeah, I do. When I was a kid, yeah, I had a pony and I had a horse, very mean pony, but cute. Interesting. Yeah. That's really funny. But yeah. People are really just getting down with, do you garden? Absolutely not. Oh. Maybe I don't do anything like have, that. You should watch um, Pamela Anderson has a show. I think it's called Pamela's Garden. I think it's on Hulu. And it's like kind of a home renovation show. Like she has this big property in Canada. It's gorgeous. And she's kind of redoing it and building all of these like little cottages and whatever. But she has this giant garden and she's obsessed with gardening. And I never really like thought that that sounded fun. But watching her do it, it looks like it fun. Looks fun. It looks amazing. <laughs> it's a big thing in England. In England, people are like obsessed with gardens. And I've they seen are pictures gardeners. of you with your, I mean, I'm sure, I guess you didn't pick them yourself, but with your crops, your, well, your carrots. and <laughs> I can pick them. I like to go and pick them, but I've never actually planted them mm -hmm, or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I can say, ooh, I want to plant this, this, or this. But I've never actually done it, the gardening. I don't know if I have a green thumb, although I do have very big figs up there. The, but they are. They're but huge. But no thanks to me. It's not like I'm watering them or yeah, deciding just, when they should be watered. I just decided I wanted them. But maybe I'll get more into that and or maybe not. I don't know. Well, if you do, document it for TikTok. Okay. Let us know. I still have to learn TikTok. I, I don't really – I'm not like a – I don't really know it that well. It's okay, honestly. I, you're not missing much. Whenever people tell me they're not on TikTok, I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry. You're – Yeah. It's okay. I'm really Your brain Instagram. just isn't turning into mush, so that's good. I did it once. They were showing me how to do it. And I, I get it's a, you can just get stuck. Like it's a rabbit hole. I get It's that. like made to brainwash you pretty much. Like <laughs> it's like, it's supposed to be addictive, which is the scary part. But I guess, and that goes back to homesteading. I think people are just rejecting that. And I think also too, it has a big thing to do with like food. We were just talking about American food and like ingredients and pesticides and all of the gross things that you learn are legal in this country. So when you're growing your own food, you're kind of, you know exactly what's going into it and you don't have to worry about that as much. Well, where Raxel is, it's called the green belt. So it's basically organic. So if you have, if you have horses or sheep or cows or whatever you have, or a garden, the soil has to be organic. You can't use any pesticides in it. Well, the UK, they have way better laws. This is just like a belt. Yeah. That's Charles, you know, like 
he he's like a big environmentalist like that. He's the one that brought the high grove gardens back and, you know, they, there's no wildflower fields anymore because of that. So that was kind of his thing, but it's good. Yeah. That's they have all the farm shops around there and it's you know, you can't even when you have like weeds growing out of gravel, which drives me crazy, you can't just spray pesticides over them to get rid of them because you're in the green belt. Yeah. So you have to like pluck them out. <laughs> or just say they're okay. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm down with those weeds. Yeah. Okay. Well, something we were talking about that we wanted to bring up on the show. Actually, this is a Veronica idea. Um, but you were talking about how you get asked a lot, like how to fire somebody, how to ask for a raise, how to do all these things and work yeah. to like get to where you want to be yeah. to like reach those goals. Yeah. So somebody also just called me the other day, asked me about somebody that was working for them and they'd gone through a turnover of like five people. And I've had people that have worked for me like Annie yeah. for 25 years and you know, a lot of people have worked with me for a long, long, long time. And it's like, how do you get people to, how do you have that kind of relationship? I think that you have to, number one, treat people like you want to be treated yourself, no matter who they are. If they're, whatever they're doing for you, if they're working for you in your office, if they are, you know, working for you as a housekeeper, if they're doing your hair, if they're, I don't know, whatever they're doing, people are people and they need to be respected and treated like human beings or forget it. It's never going to work. Um, I don't think so, but that's my way. I like to include people. I like to, I like to, you know, give people things and make them happy and yeah. honor their life. And if they need to take time off, I like to say, I get it. Take, well, you remember your haircut. <laughs> Literally. Devin I wants, needed like yeah. a couple days. <laughs> oh my God. Dante will probably remember this too, but Devin one time, she decided that she wanted to go back to brunette from being blonde. And that was one of the most traumatic things. And she, Devin came back into the office and actually, I think did what, you stay what home? happened, I, st I stayed home for the first day I went back to the salon because I was like, I have to go fix this. This is insane because <laughs> my hair turned red and then it just was so much darker than I, I originally like wanted to go like this color, which now we're going back blonde. It's a whole thing, but it was really, really dark at first. And so I went back to the salon and then the next day we were doing a photo shoot here and you weren't home yet, but we were doing the photo shoot. And I remember you walked in and you were just like, Oh, it, it looks good. Like, it does not. Like, but you told me that it did. So. Well, of course. But the thing is, you have to understand when somebody that's working for you goes through a trauma, whatever it is, if it's something that doesn't resonate with you or you think is stupid, it's really not your business. It's like trauma's trauma. Yeah. You know, bad hair color, bad haircut, whatever. You need a couple days off. Have a couple days off. I think that if you have a good relationship with somebody, and also the other thing is apologize. Sometimes people call you or come in and you're in an off mood and you take it out on the person that walks in the door. You've got to admit when you are having a bad day or you're stressed out and you just have to know when to say, you know what, you work for me, but I was out of line. I'm really sorry. You know, forgive me. That was just yeah. a really bad moment. And I think the other thing too is that when you let people that work for you know what's expected of them, it's better. They have to know that you're not happy if, I think I'm pretty good at saying to somebody, mm, this is how I want this to look or this to be done, or this is the, these are the hours I really need you to work and I need you to just sort of respect those rules and the boundaries. And then I think you have a pretty yeah. chill, I mean, you're in a new job now. Yeah. How's that going? Um. 
I'm getting more like comfortable. I think speaking to like letting people know like what like the boundaries are. Yeah. I'm kind of just learning what they are. Yeah. Because I don't really like I just wasn't really sure like what my lane was. And I think working in a bigger company, I just wasn't. I didn't want to step on people's toes, but then I think maybe I like went a little bit too far and then like wasn't doing enough. So I'm just kind of trying to figure it out. I don't think I like corporate life and I don't think it really has anything to do with like the company I'm working for or I just think I don't, I don't think I like working in a big company environment. Homesteading, Devin. You I'm, can always be a homesteader. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I would like that better. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, and like working for you for so long, it was such a small company environment and it just kind of kept getting smaller <laughs> and it was kind of it was nice to like have like a little like work family and to feel close with the people that we worked with but your work you, you, the people you work with are your family even if it's in a big giant I mean Juicy at its peak had thousands of employees but you spend more time with the people that you work with no matter how big or small the company is than you actually do with your husband or your children because yeah. you're you're there all day so you have to have a really good environment. I've talked about culture before in starting a business. I think culture is the most important factor in having a business be what, if, if you're the one starting the business, what you want it to be. And if you're looking to work somewhere to find a culture that speaks to you, that you, you I know, I remember Abercrombie and Fitch, they wanted everybody that worked there to be in, well, this was a big deal yeah. to, 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 to live that prep school life. They're having a resurgence right now too. They're, right. Yeah. They're doing really well. But they, their whole their whole setup was like a campus. So you you roller skated or skateboarded to your office. It was all set up like a big college campus with a cafeteria and dorms and office spaces. And they wanted everybody that worked there to be just absolutely submerged in the world of prep school and yeah. school and that whole thing. And you, so you, you have to like, if you're someone that isn't going to, you know, click with that world. You're, you're not going to want a job there. Yeah. So I think it goes both ways for looking for a job. I think the other thing that Veronica was talking about is a lot of people are like, how do you know what is right for you in, in no matter what you want to do? There's no way you're going to find out unless you try it. Yeah, You have to try it. And I think, you know, a lot of kids that go to college thinking that this is what they want to be and they graduate and they don't, but college is so much more more than that. It's just life experience, I think. And I don't think you, I mean, I didn't do what I went to college for. And I think that you, it doesn't matter. It just gives you training, confidence, whatever it gives you. So, you know. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think just like figure, I, figuring it out and giving yourself permission to fail is hard. You learn more from your failures than you do from your successes, no matter what you're doing. And I also think that it's difficult, especially in the social media world where you've so much coming at you. It's okay. If you are not driven by social media and you don't, you know, want to take videos and selfies or whatever you do, that's fine. Like know who you are and what makes you happy and what doesn't. Yeah. I, maybe the, I think the the social media of it all does play a role in like figuring out what you're what you want in life and what your goals are because you just see everyone's highlight reel all the time and it's actually that someone said that to me recently they were saying like oh my god like you just seem like you have the most fun life on instagram like they had just followed me and was like one of my mom's friends and i was thinking about that and i was like i guess yeah if you don't know what my life looks like and you're just looking at my instagram like yeah, it does kind of look like I'm having fun all the time. Like I like you know I'm always taking photos like with like like wow. Like yeah. 
and I it's it could not be more different from like actually the truth of my life especially just like right now there's like a lot of like flux happening and just like things changing and it's it's interesting to think like okay well that's what everyone else's Instagram is too when I'm looking at you know girls online that have like the best outfit or doing the like cool going to New York Fashion Week and doing all these cool things like you have no idea what's going on what it's really like but I will say you are an upbeat positive optimistic fun bubble and that's why I love you Devin so I'm sorry I think that your Instagram is reflective of you in a way yeah it doesn't mean that every day you're happy and things are incredible and I think that's okay I don't think you have to put everything online but just like an interesting like perspective switch to like remember like when you're comparing yourself to other people and like what other people are doing to like not do that (laughs) yeah yeah which actually yeah this is a good segue into we got some emails Mm. and we love when we get emails Mm. by the way if you want to send us an email at fluffyfilespod at gmail.com please do um the first one from ben hi ben hi ben Hi, Fluffy. I'm a huge fan of your work and the empire you started, and I was wondering if you could give me some advice. I'm currently 16 and applying to fashion schools early. I've already gotten into Pratt Institute, Parsons, and RISD, and I'm applying, trying to apply to FITM, which has been a mess because of the merger. Okay, hold on. I mean, that's insane. Insane. Congratulations. Congratulations. And you're 16. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's what I would call epic. Yeah. Okay. And I'm wondering if you know of any other colleges, programs, or just any other ways to get a good paying job or high status job in fashion. I've heard you say that college isn't for everyone, and I definitely feel like I want to go, but I'm already starting to feel like I'm ready for interning or working. It might sound weird because I'm only 16, but I already know how to draft and drape. And not to sound self-righteous, but I had a very strong portfolio of accessories, casual wear, and ball gowns that I draped by hand and sewed from scratch. My problem is I don't think that that talent or a good school will cut it anymore. Looking at the LinkedIn's of students that went to prestigious schools like IFM in Paris that had insanely good collections is depressing because despite their talents, it says that they're still working junior and assistant jobs four or five years after graduation. Would you recommend a more prestigious university like IFM or Central St. Martin's? Or are there better ways to find a good position at a company? P.S. I've always thought of PNG era Juicy as the girly reincarnation of what was that word again? Seditionary. Yeah, seditionary. Yeah, okay. Seditionary. Yes. That's the Vivian Westwood yes. movement. Okay. okay. You're amazing. I would like to meet you. I'd like to at least see your portfolio. So I have I've had a lot of thoughts about this predicament that you're in. Number one, if you at 16 have already gotten accepted at RISD and Pratt. And uh, where else? Fitum. I think no, they're, not they're fitum. applying to Fitum. Uh, RISD pra- Parsons. Pars- Parsons. Oh, yeah, Parsons. Yeah, that's amazing. You must be incredibly talented. So that's really great. This is kind of what I think you need to focus on a little bit. If you want to apply to Central St. Martin's, that is an insane school. And some of the people that come out of that school in all aspects of fashion, I know a lot of people that have gone there, is it is a great school it's worth applying to and the same thing in Paris um part of the part of that is where do you want to be is i have a friend that went to the school in Paris and it's like her her time at school and in a city like Paris was inspiring she was she was a jewelry designer and she she has an incredible line right now that is very very successful so if you feel like you're the kind of kid that wants to spend some time in Paris and be influenced by the museums that are there, the street life that's there, the culture that's French, I would go there. 
London is completely different sensibility fashion-wise. And I think that Central St. Martin's has turned out some incredible designers. I mean, Galliano. There's one right now. I cannot pronounce her last name. She's so talented. Daria Findelaria Loku. It's oh, Turkish. Oh, the one that was a Doja yes, Cat. Yes, Doja wearing Cat her. wore her. I ordered some things from her. She's beyond brilliant. She went. She went there. My friend Hamish Bowles went there. There's a lot. It's a. It's a really incredible. McQueen went there. Incredible, incredible school. Do you want to be in London? Do you want to be a part of that whole fashion scene, which is going to be very different than Parsons in New York? RISD is in Rhode Island, so again, a completely different environment. And I don't know what it is that really inspires you. I'm going to tell you about Maureen Sayre, who has a really great story and kind of an epic journey. I don't know how old she was when she started. I don't know if she is as young as you were, but she interned at Dior. She interned for Sarah Burton of McQueen. There was somebody else in there. And then Balenciaga. She, she went to Balenciaga and she actually got a job at Balenciaga. And I guarantee you, it would not have been as a senior designer. I'm sure she went there entry level and she kind of worked her way up. It's called paying dues and there's no way around that. You're going to have to pay your dues. I also think when you're 16, four or five years out of college sounds like a really long time, but it really isn't that no, long. Like it isn't. Four or five years after you graduate college, like you're still in your 20s, like you're right. still figuring it out. And then what Maureen Sayre did is the whole time she was interning at these fabulous places, she was working on her own line. And when she finally left Balenciaga and she did her own show and she won a big award, I think she won an LVMH award. Her line is, you know, kind of a very cool trend setting line and she's very successful. The other designer that started really, really, really young was Zach Posen. Hmm. Zach Posen started, oh my God, I mean, I don't know how old he was, but he was young and he was draping gowns very successfully. His business never made it on its own. And I know his mother was a backer of that or his partner, but now he just got appointed the creative director for The Gap mm. and something else. I don't know what, but you, you, you sound incredible and I wish you, you know, all the luck in the world. I can't wait to see your stuff. And send send us things. Yeah, we want to see us. it. I just, I mean, I'm not really in that world and I didn't end up going to college, but I remember applying for colleges and how stressful that experience was. And it honestly turned me off to the whole experience. I was like, I don't even want to go because this is horrible. But I remember being, it's so competitive and like everyone's getting into like their dream schools and like all, it's, yeah. it's very, like I, I remember like it was like looked down upon if you were going to a state school versus going to, you know, one right. of these more prestigious schools. And at the end of the day, now that we've all, um, all my friends have graduated and everyone's landed where they landed, it really didn't matter. Like it really, like, it, I think it does in a sense of what you want to do in, in fashion, but like you're already getting into all these amazing schools. All of these schools have prestige. They're all going to give you an amazing edu education. I wouldn't worry too much about. I, I think it's really, like I said, it's about where what's going to inspire you because being a designer is being inspired. You go to Northern England and you go to Manchester and you see, we were just talking about wag life. And you see these Manchester girls that wear literally tank tops and miniskirts in the dead of winter and their makeup. They're so creative. But whatever inspires you, that's where I would go. Yeah. Because definitely if, go visit the schools. I remember when I was visiting yeah. schools, like I went to New York and visited schools there and I just knew, I'm like, I absolutely cannot live here. Cannot live there. <laughs> that's a big part of it. The other thing is the friends you're going to meet. Because a lot of these kids that go to, you know, 
fashion school. I mean, I didn't go to fashion school. I think you know that about me. I went to acting school, but um, definitely came in handy. But um, it, it's like what you you make friends for life from these schools, and they they in turn can inspire you because you're going to be around a lot of very creative people that are into things that you might not have thought of because you've been working on your own in your own bubble. There's so much more to picking that right school and the right environment for, for yourself than just the prestige of it. I wouldn't worry about looking at LinkedIn. I would just focus on your dream. Focus on what you want to create and what you want to make and the life you want to lead and how you got to have fun when you're there. You don't want to just go there so that you can get the perfect job. You're 16. You've got a long way to go and you should be around people that are blowing your mind. I know that my son went to, uh, both my son and daughter went to NYU and he was a graphics major in Russian, but he loved, yeah, he says, really smart. But he loved the museum life there. He loved walking in New York because LA is such a car culture. Mm -hmm. And he loved going to all the museums in New York. We don't really have that in LA, but the museums in London or in Paris or the people you're going to be around. And the even just the different way people dress, style is so different than you're going to get at a school like RISD or Parsons or even FITM, which is LA. You, you, there's a lot more to this than you're thinking of. So I just think you need to dig a little deeper and think about how much fun you want to have. Yeah. And take a breath. Take a breath. You're only 16. But I love the fact that you're that, that you know what you want to do. That is incredible. Go for it, baby. But keep exploring all of these things. And then let us know where you decide to go. Yes, please keep us updated. Okay. Send yeah. us an email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next email, a little less serious, but... I thought it was kind of fun. It says, hi, girls. Hey. <laughs> Love listening. 50-year-old Duran and Juicy obsessed mom of four girls here. Love it. Wow. Love that. So my question is, Gila, could you please start designing the merch, specifically tees, for Duran shows? <laughs> well... The only thing I ever designed for Duran is I designed the backup singers' costumes. You were part of that. I had just started working at Pam yeah. and Gila, like when you guys were finishing that. So I that was it. so fun. And they were doing like feathers. Lollapalooza, South America. So I wanted the colors to be very South American and very fun. And I wanted the girls' dresses to be very flowy and embroidered like Duran panties and everything. The thing about designing merch for Duran is that I have to kind of stay in my lane. And uh, just sort of live the wife life. And I don't want to step on any toes. And, you know, I get it. I hear you. And by the way, I sometimes feel the same. And I'd like, you know, maybe something different. But well, you can't help it to have, you know, yeah, no, I have can't. opinions yeah. and design your own. Yeah. But I don't go there. Well, maybe there's like a fluffy merch with like a Duran, like a like a John and Gila collab on like a fluffy I just Merch feel idea. like as a wife, I have to be very careful that I just do not step on anyone's toes and just, you know, let them run their machine. Yeah. And there are some good Durantees. Very. Yeah. yeah. Especially vintage. I feel like Annie is really good at finding really good vintage Duran for you. I mean, it, yes, she's got the best vintage rocker tees. But the, uh, they also did a collaboration with Alex Israel one time. And I thought mm. he did an amazing job. Yeah. Those t-shirts oh, were I great. Oh, I remember that actually. Yeah. Very yeah, cool. they were all good. They well, were maybe like, there's some fluffy merch. You know, if there's demand for fluffy merch, please let us know because we will be happy to make some for you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, keep coming to those shows. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have. <laughs> that is it. Thank you so much for listening. And send us more emails. You can tell we love your emails. So and, much fun. Uh, and Devin. Oh, wait. 
Wait. What? I did ask Dante what made him just go for it. And he said, you know, listening to the podcast and John, you know, kind of thought, Mm, maybe it's time to just get this thing going. Anyway, couple goals. Couple goals. Congratulations. Thank you. You know, soulmates forever. I know you two are really incredible and have such a good couple name, Devante. Yeah, no, it's a good so one. we love you. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, Dante. And uh, thank you for listening. Thanks Bye. for listening. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us at Fluffy Files Pod on TikTok. Email us, fluffyfowlspod at gmail. You can follow Gila at Fluffy Raxel on Instagram. I am at Devin Drain on everything. I think that's it. That's it. Okay, cool. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.